0: Helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist.
1: According to a report conducted by Harris Interactive called The Happiness Index, Love and Relationships in America, 19% of Americans report being unhappy in their relationship. That is almost one in five individuals. And if you're thinking to yourself, Phew! I'm Canadian. I get out scot-free on these statistics. Relationship statistics like this have been found in multiple countries, and they bear out the same things, that there is a proportion of us who are unhappy in our relationships, and that has significant impact on us and our lives. So, I'm so happy you've joined us today. If you may find yourself as part of this 19% of individuals, because this is part two of our relationship rescue series. So, we encourage you to stay tuned because through this conversation we have today, we're going to be looking at ways to heal our relationships and to get that happiness back in the same way as when we started and to heal the wounds that may have occurred over the years. We are also wanting to remind individuals, if you missed the first parts of this series, it's really important you take the time to listen to them, because we are going to be building on concepts we have been talking about over the past couple weeks. So if you want to find out where you can listen to those shows, we encourage you to find them on our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelt E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can call us toll free at one 877 544 3546. I want to welcome everyone to today's show. My name is Melissa Waggett, and I have the pleasure to co-host this show each and every week. And I get to come alongside you wherever you find yourself listening to my voice and learn alongside you as well because I get so much from the conversations that I get to have each and every week with Michael Hart. So Michael Hart is my My the brains in the studio, let's say. He is the director of Elam Counseling Services. He's an awards winning psychotherapist and he joins me each and every week in studio to explore these exciting topics. And this week is no exception as we're going to be talking about part two of Relationship Rescue. So welcome, Michael. I'm so happy you're with us today.
0: Thank you very much, Melissa, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. But let me say that the Bible says that Two card, is, two <laughs> strand is better than one, and so you talk about the brains. But I don't think I could do this show without you because I think it's us together that make that. Good synergy that brings these concepts to our listeners. So let me thank you for being a part of this and for the wonderful questions that you ask each week.
1: It's so much fun. It's so much fun. And for those of you who are faithful listeners, you know I always try to to trap Michael a little bit in my intros and make him blush, and he always has a way of flipping him back on myself. Um, but we do have a fun time each and every week, Michael. But before we get into the meat and potatoes, as they say, of today's topic, we do want to remind listeners who. You may be joining us for the first time a little bit about who we are and what we do as well as some upcoming events so for those of you who don't know anything about Elam Counseling Ministry and our counseling services we encourage you to go to our website and learn more at Ministry.com. but in a nutshell we're a professional counseling organization that also strives to provide counseling services for people who may need it most so we do offer our services on a sliding scale and we do have subsidized counseling services as well but to do that we are are a nonprofit and we rely on donations from individuals like yourself. So if you have the ability, we encourage you to consider making a donation to this worthwhile ministry so that we can provide counseling services for individuals who need it most and so that we can keep this radio show on the air. We also have an a biannual is it biannual if it's twice a year I'm, I'm losing twice my, a year twice a year biannual, <laughs> Just say twice a year <laughs> twice a year is probably the easy way to do it retreat a healing retreat that we offer and we have one coming up the weekend of November 16th to 18th at Providence Point in Lanark and I'm wondering Michael if you can share a little bit from your heart why you host these retreats and the exciting healing that you've seen in the, from our past retreats over these years.
0: Well, I think a retreat is a fantastic opportunity to get away from the hustle and bustle of life and to immerse yourself in an environment that is conducive to to healing, both physically, emotionally. And also spiritually, because I think sometimes we get so busy that we become bogged down in the same situation year after year, but we have seen profound changes that take place at these retreats. So I I think it's also a fantastic combination of spiritual tools with psychological insights as well. A lot of the teachings encompass the two two spheres. And so if you are in a situation where you're thinking that you need to change something in your life, then come on out. We have a testimony from people who have said that they have come to the retreat, and their life has been been so much better since and marriages that have never been the same since the since the retreat People say that they are more in love than when they first met and so some uh, one person asked me recently who called to say, "Is this a couple's retreat?" I would say yes and no. We have seen couples that come to this retreat and they they, 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 they they're not uh, counseled together in the retreat, they're counseled individually, uh, but still it impacts the relationship in profound way by going through the entire process. So couples who have gone through this retreat have had tremendous results in their relationships, but this retreat is open to Everyone. So again, it's on November 16th to 18th. The time to register is now because the early bird rate will be ending soon.
1: And as we've reminded people over the years, this is a retreat that fills up each and every year and fills up quickly. Space is limited. We only have 12 spots. So if you want to be one of those 12 individuals to come to this retreat and experience healing and begin to mend some of those wounds that maybe you haven't addressed for a very, very long time, we encourage you to give us a call at 1-877-544-3546. Or please visit our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Again, Elim is spelled E-L-I-M. Counseling with two L's dot com. So, Michael, we are delving into part two of our relationship rescue series. And as I said off the top, it's really important to listen to this in sequence because some of the strategies we're going to talk about today need the previous things to have happened to be effective. So if you haven't listened to us, go to our website and check it out but before we get into some of the other tips we're going to be bringing up today i'm wondering if we we can start back at some of the discussion we had last week where we we g- began to discuss relationship dynamics and how that can play out in um creating an environment where our relationship becomes less than healthy
0: yeah so last week we looked at a number of different uh Relationship dynamics that exist in couples relationship and the the material that we presented last week was drawn largely from the work of Eric Burney, who created a transactional analysis way of looking at relationships between people and uh, Eric Burney talked about the three parts of the self: the adult part of the self, the parent part, and the child part of the self and we went into detail last week. Uh, at ex In examining the different combinations that uh, can take place, so for example, last week we we talked about in a a dynamic that's parent-child, where one adult in the relationship is acting as the parent, and the other in the in the marriage is acting like a child. And so in that scenario, and so we find that scenario in in sometimes relationship in which there is an addiction, where uh, one person is codependent, and so they are trying their best to rescue and to save the other person, and the other person is not taking any responsibility for his or her actions. So I won't go into detail about all the dynamics that exist, but I would say if you haven't listened to the last week's show, then make sure that you do, because we covered a number of interesting points that you need in order to benefit from some of what we are talking about here today.
1: And so towards the end, we began to talk about the healthier relationship dynamics. And like you do so often, you are able to pull from the Bible to represent a lot of these stories. And this was of no exception. You began to describe how Jesus related to his disciples actually is a really great starting point of how healthy relationships should be developed and how they can be played out.
0: Yes. So in in Matthew 1, verse 16, Jesus referred to the current generation as being like children playing in the marketplace. So that would be a a dynamic where you have child to child in the relationship. And so in that situation, in that passage, I should say in the Bible or that verse, the, the verse went on to say, uh, that they are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling one out to, to others saying, we played the flute for you and you did not dance, we sang a dirge and you did not mourn. So in other words, it's all about my needs. It's all about what's fun. It's all about what's entertainment. It's, there is no substance in that kind of a relationship. There is no deep Talk, and so uh, uh, one of my clients uh, said to me some time ago, "I I long for that day when I could lie in bed with my partner and we could talk about deep things about ourselves, about what we need to deal with in the relationship, or even about our plans for the future." But we never have those kinds of conversation. Everything is very uh, business oriented or or pledge oriented. So there is no real deep communication but in 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 further passage in the bible another passage in the bible in Matthew 16 verse 21 we have Jesus given us an example of what an adult adult relationship should be like and so in this passage in Matthew 16 verse 21 we see Jesus facing the harsh reality of of life of, of what the future entails in speaking to his disciples. And he's been blunt, and he's painting a picture that's not pleasant, but a picture that nevertheless needed to be painted. And, and I'll just read that. Uh, it, it's, uh, the verse starts by saying, From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and Teachers of the law, and that he must be killed on the third day, and on the third day be raised again. So, this is a very difficult conversation to have. He's talking about uh, very deep issues. The sad reality is that in Couples' relationship or marital relationship in which there is not an adult to adult dynamic, people find it very hard to talk about big issues. One, uh, woman said to me that she was very sick and she was in the hospital to the point of, uh, she had to be doing, uh, treatment for a serious illness and her husband Uh, buried his head in the sand and was not there for her, couldn't even uh, be there in the hospital room while she was going... Through these hard treatment, and he turned to a life of partying and, and drinking instead, because he could not face the harsh reality. So he's 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 going to the child part of himself, to the fun part of of life when the relationship is faced with a very serious relationship. So if you are listening to my voice this morning, and you are going through something that's very very. Uh, deep very painful and significant and your partner is escaping whether it be to time on the computer or with friends then it's possible that you have an adult to child relationship going dynamic going on in your in 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 your marriage and that creates a lot of pain and heartache to people when they're faced with the harsh realities of life
1: so how do you begin to repair that so I'm just picturing how that woman was feeling and she's in this vulnerable state and her husband's escaping and presumably he's escaping because those feelings that he may be having maybe scare him or make him feel afraid for something right so how do we begin to change that dynamic when we identify it especially if you're in a dynamic where someone is denying it or trying to run away and not face the reality how do you begin to reconcile that so it becomes healthy Sometimes it's easy when you're the adult in it, you can see it, but when you're working with someone who's not at that place with you, how do you do it without becoming a neg or or berating the person? How does that, that flush out?
0: Well, I think the question could be answered in two ways. First, from the point of view of the person who is going through the suffering and not being, uh, not having the other partner involved, and it could also be answered from the perspective of the partner who is running away. If I answer it from the perspective of the partner who is running away, I would say that that person needs to examine what kind of falls perception they have of relationship and of life in general what makes it sometimes hard for us to 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 go to that adult part of the self and to deal with issues like that is that these issues sometimes is contrary to the assumptions that we have about what uh, a Christian marriage should be like. So if you have an assumption that say a Christian marriage if you're living for God then you can't have sickness you can't have financial hardship and these things start happening it will create a situation that is overwhelming and you might not be able to deal with it because it just does not fit into the construct of what you have developed. And these constructs sometimes happen because of of wrong uh, uh, theological teaching. People sometimes not not necessarily from the local church that you attend, but by the the the. the uh television evangelists and and from the from uh the the internet and things that people read, so if you have these false notions of what life should be like when real life hits, it's very hard to deal with it. If I answered it from the point of view of the person who is going through the pain, I would say that it's important to confront the issue and to say. I am going through this and I feel like I am not there with you. I feel like I I can count on you to be there. I feel alone. I feel afraid or I am angry that I am going through this, and you are detached from what I am going through. And uh, so to answer that, like, like, you know, what do you do as a couple if you find yourself in that situation and you are talking about it and it's not working? I would say in big issues such as a life-threatening illness that is threatening to pull your relationship apart or the death of a child, a lot of relationships fall apart at the death of a child because of these very reasons we are talking about. In these kind of cases, it's very important to get professional help because these issues uh, sometimes uh, will continue to affect the relationship. The relationship might fall apart or even if it does continue, you will be affected for years to come.
1: If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Show. Today we're doing part two of our Relationship Rescue Series. If you've missed the first half of today's show, we encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can call us toll free at 1-877-544-3546 and we'd be happy to give you a copy of today's show. We also want to remind you of our upcoming healing retreat occurring November 16th to 18th at Providence Point in Lanark County. Spaces are limited, so we encourage you to go to our website and register today. Again, elamcounselingministry.com or by calling us toll-free at 1-877-544-3546. So, Michael, you you made the suggestion there that sometimes when we are in those um big issue moments and our own efforts internally aren't aren't really moving the the situation along and we're not getting the results we need. Sometimes we need to reach out to a professional to get help. Right. What kind of strategies do you do in your own clinical practice to help people begin to heal their relationships?
0: I think in in situations like these where they're very deep rooted issue or where there is what we call attachment injury. So last week we talked about attachment injury and how uh, attachment injury asks a question: Are you there for me? Well, for me when I am vulnerable or when I'm at my worst, can I count on you to be there for me? And if you get the answer from your partner by their actions that they 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 are not there for you, then there's a very serious breach of trust that happens in the relationship. And so we in counseling would work to rebuild that trust and to create a situation where uh, both partners get to the place where they can begin to feel that they they have each other's interests at heart and that they can count on each other the problem in a lot of relationship is that these actions that create in these rift in the relationship uh, the the it the it, it's centered. These problems are created because of self-centeredness, and so we have uh, in this in the teachings of Jesus an uh, 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 antidote for that, because we think that we can get our needs met if we are if we focus on what we want, and if we we focus on 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 the, the, the things that are important to us. But Jesus takes it from a totally different perspective. And in, in Luke 6, verse 39, he says, give and it will be given to you. And so when Jesus talks about this principle of giving to get what you need in a relationship, it's, it's what we call the other-centered focus. In other words, instead of being self-centered, if you become other-centered and give to the person what you would like to receive, then the chances are that there will, be, uh, there will be something coming back to you, a reciprocal relationship. And so I think that the problem is that many of us, we, we, we approach it from the other way, where we're thinking, this is what I want, this is what I need. And if you have a situation where that is happening, then nobody's need is going to be met. So Jesus, one of the things that we do in counseling is to help people to begin to see things from the other person's perspective, to become other-centered. And when they become that way, they begin to see that the relationship uh, thrives in that kind of an environment.
1: And so how do you support people becoming other-centered? Because as you say, my natural tendency is to focus on myself. Right. So, how do I begin to develop that other-centered muscle in my relationship? What kind of things or exercises do you do as a counselor to help us strengthen those those that tendency so it becomes our default?
0: Sometimes it's very hard for us to understand and appreciate where the other per- where the other person is coming from because we are not in those that person's shoe. So, one of the exercises that we do is what we call a reverse letter. And in this reverse letter, we have each partner write a letter from the other person's perspective. So like, if me and my wife is writing a letter, I will be writing it from her perspective saying, this is what she needs. She needs me to be more loving, she needs me to be less self-centered, and whatever else I can think of, or she's hurt when these needs are not met. So if you can begin to write such a letter, and you will find that this exercise will not be easy at first because it takes a thorough understanding of what the other person is going through. It takes dialogue, it takes dialogue, and it even requires you to go to the other person to ask what their needs are. So reverse letter can be a very good way of, of rescuing. So it will be done vice versa. I would write from my ri- wife's perspective, and she would write from my perspective. And then we can compare these letters and say, yes, I think you hit the nail on the head, or no, I think you're totally misunderstood. I was going to say, it would be
1: interesting to see when those letters are compared sometimes right. in your clinic how um similar they are and how spot on or alternatively how different right
0: and and it's it brings us to a place where we are forced to be humble as well because Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to admit that you are not meeting the needs of the other person so so it's it's an exercise in humility where you're teaching yourself to 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 see the other person's perspective and what a
1: great moment like i'm just thinking the vulnerability in that relationship that's bred there and right Maybe, hopefully, some laughs when people get it really wrong, but I'm sure there's some other things that come out of that as well. What other exercises do you do too when people are in this rebuilding phase? When they've identified the relationship dynamics that are off, they're trying to heal those things. They're beginning to take other people's perspectives. There's growth happening. What other things can we do as part of the healing process? There are some very,
0: sorry to cut in there, (laughs) but there are some very self, very, some very significant. Uh, strategies that we can use in terms of symbolism and uh, we see symbolism right through our scriptures if we think about the sacrifices of the Old Testament
1: yeah, we've talked about this before and this is what I always love there's such imagery that's painted when they describe things like the sacrifices in the Old Testament it meant something absolutely. when these things happened yes. everyone knew what this was about it yes. was time stamped it was important it was marked on the calendar what kind of things can we do in our relationship lives to be a symbol, similar, pardon me, symbolic event? So
0: I'll talk about two symbolic things that can be done to rescue a relationship. And I don't have time to go into detail. So maybe if you want to hear more, Melissa and I will continue talking about these things uh, beyond the time allotted to this show. And you can tune into our website to hear further uh, expansion on these topics. But the first is... To have a symbolic act of parting with something that symbolize pain and suffering in your relationship. In Joshua 7 verse 1, we have the story of Achan and his, his family, where they had this thing buried in their tent. And as long as they had this thing within their tent, there was suffering, not just to them, but to the entire nation of Israel. And I think that's very, that's a very, uh, That, that's a very profound passage because what it shows is that when you have things that you have not dealt with, it just doesn't affect you alone. It affects the entire community. It affects the church, but it also affects the, the wider community. So one of the things that happened in that story is that they had to part with that a curse thing before blessing could come to the people.
1: So what would this look like in a relationship? I, I suggest probably most people don't have things buried in their tent these days. Mm-hmm. But what would be something more applicable for us today?
0: So, for example, I had one person who had this phase of their life where they, they were in a lot of drugs and a lot of promiscuity and they had this valuable thing that they had accumulated during that period of their life and they they had it because it was valuable but it's as if they couldn't really transition the couple even though they were a Christian couple they could not transition to a healthier lifestyle they weren't doing drugs but they were still having a lot of discord a lot of unhappiness and it was not until they had a, a, a symbolic ceremony where they decided to part with this valuable thing that they begin to have big breakthroughs in their life so that's a that's a good example another another symbolic thing that can be done is a renewal ceremony so a renewal ceremony would be an example of that would be renewing your vows and so a renewal of vows if you have had a marriage that has been very uh, full of conflict and a lot of hurt and pain, renewing your vows can be a, a, a way to reboot the relationship where you're saying, you know, we're going to start again and we're going to do this better. But let me warn you here that if you're going to do something like that, the timing of it is very important. You can't have a renewal ceremony until you have done some of the things that we have talked about in part one. Of this series, or until you have gotten help to deal with some of the foundational issues, the the the, the renewal ceremony at the right time can be very powerful. And I have seen where a lot of lives of marriages have been uh, transformed as a result of that. And I see that we have quickly come to the end of today's show. I see, if, uh, uh, as I said, if you'd like to hear more about this, then. Keep t- tuned into our website at elimcounselingministry.com, dot Elim is spelled E L I M Counseling with two Ls ministry or give us a call at one eight seven seven five four four three five four six if you'd like us to answer any of your questions. And remember the retreat that we have coming on the November the sixteenth. Spaces are very limited and time is running out. So if you'd like to attend, give us a call 187-754-3546. So until next time, this is your host Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services.
1: And Melissa Waggett.
0: Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.